What's up, everyone, and welcome to Through the Veil, episode number 38. I am your host, Alex Nelson, and on today's episode, we have my dear friend, Rohini Elise. Rohini is a former influencer, and now she does a lot of work with women's circles and kind of helping women upgrade their ability to just live their life fully embodied. She's gone through quite a story and quite a character development arc within her journey from being canceled over quarantine, which is something I was infinitely curious about, to just having this expansive breadth of knowledge and embodiment at a very young age. So she's one of my favorite people, someone I really enjoyed talking to, and I really think you'll enjoy this one. If you do enjoy it, please consider leaving a review, sharing this episode out with a friend, and hitting me up on Instagram. Tag me in your post that you listened to this episode and let me know what you thought of it. Well, you can also find me on my website at www.throughtheveil.co. There you can book coaching, find different services I offer, and generally get in contact with me, as well as finding me on Instagram at Alexander Diesel is a great place to communicate with me as well. Also, all of Rohini's social links are in the description of this episode, so go give her a follow and check out her episode on her podcast, Acting My Age which she interviewed me, which is a rare opportunity for me. I don't always get interviewed, so that was a cool one for me. Well, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this powerful episode. Rohini, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being on. If you can tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, and anything else that feels relevant. Mm, Thank you so much for having me on. This is such a treat. I don't often go on other people's pods, so very happy to be here. Ah, Let's see, what do I do? (laughs) Um, These days, I'm stepping into coaching. Um, and I lead a goddess circle for, uh, women empowerment, basically in the root of it, but helping reflect that mirror back for all these beautiful goddesses to help them see the radiance and the power that they have within them. And just providing that safe space to chat and cry and all the good things. So very powerful. And I'm just, overjoyed to be doing it so grateful it's a new thing and it's very exciting for me so (laughs) I love it I do a similar if not exactly the same thing with men and it's some of the most fulfilling work I do in those sort of I don't know what you'd call gendered containers because (laughs) it seems like you just go deep so quick I'm sure you've experienced this now where it's just like oh my God, everyone was ready for this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you just give the permission basically to go there. And it's what unfolds is crazy powerful. Like I'm, I'm just blown away. I'm like, oh my God, that was just waiting. Like you said, waiting to be released. So cool. So what kind of drew you to that as I know it's been a fairly recent thing that you've just like stepped fully into, but (laughs) what was the what was the thing that made that shiny? Why were you Mm. like, "Mm, this sparkly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've been thus far, my career has been doing content on Instagram and YouTube 
and a podcast. And it started with beauty products. That's how I got into it. I was reviewing makeup products, skincare products, and, um, kind of fell into that influencer life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I built up this audience and throughout the whole time, it's been almost five years now that I've done that. And throughout that time, the thing that was consistent that I really enjoyed was doing the Q and A's and also submissions. So directly speaking to my audience and learning more about them and like communicating, um, getting past the makeup stuff and into the real soul, soul stuff. Uh, and that's always stuck out to me as something that felt fulfilling and lit me up. And then as it's gone on, the influencing has been less and less appealing, um, not fulfilling, um, just kind of felt like there was this room. I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be doing more. I've never, I've never envisioned myself doing this long-term. Um, and then I've had ideas of wanting to create community and I've had like different variations. I'm like, Oh, I'll have a cafe or, Oh, I'll, you know, do this or that. And nothing really felt quite right. And then after the summit, the last fit for service summit, I just unleashed myself. Like it it felt like, yeah, I fully stepped into that permission, um, that only I could give myself for the first time. And the ideas were already there. Like I had been thinking about doing this for quite a while. And then after fit for service, I got home and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Like, I don't even know exactly what it's going to look like, but I know I want to do it. So full send. Mm -hmm. And I just picked a day. (laughs) I was like, okay, one month from now, I'm going to host an in-person goddess circle at this time at this place. And here we go. And it just has unfolded so beautifully. And yeah, as I was doing it, I had that amazing moment of clarity, like, oh shit, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like it felt so right. And it just flowed. Yeah. It's been incredible. (laughs) I love that. Makes me think of, you know, just the word influencer is funny because you became, how could you put this? As you stepped into what was more true for you, you became in fluency with the language mm. that your soul was speaking to you. So oh my gosh. Way, still influencing. That's funny. That's like a whole new spin on it. <laughs> yeah. It's just appearing to me in my mind. I'm like, huh, interesting. And it it's totally, it's totally true. And just yesterday on a coaching call, um, it was with this woman that has been following me for like four years, she said, and she's like, this is just so crazy. I started following you then. And we've been on a similar journey and like going into our spiritual awakening at similar times and all of this. And it's just so clear to me, like, that is why any of this happened. Like that is why I did those makeup videos Mm -hmm. all those years ago is to connect the people that now I'm like really meeting one-on-one and getting in there. And it's, I'm so grateful for that because it's given me such a such a boost to start this kind of work. It's profoundly important because nobody can relate to the person who was born as the Buddha. We need like, oh, I know you through this thing. Mm. And so the people who are maybe just one step behind you on the same path are like, oh, Rohini was doing this thing that I was interested in, but now she's moved on to this thing. So interesting. Maybe I'm curious about that too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Super important. 
Yeah. It's beautiful to have that trust too, because I've shared so much, like pretty much everything sometimes to a fault where it's like bitten me in the ass. Cause I'm so open with what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. But, um, so there's definitely that level of trust. They're like, I didn't even really know what this was. Cause I just posted like got a circle mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know what this is, but I'm just down, which mm-hmm. is so cool to have that trust with someone that you've never met in person. Absolutely. So walk <laughs> me through a little bit about just how your upbringing was and kind of Mm. special focus to any like especially difficult or especially amazing moments that you feel like here's how I became some of who I am here's how I had that initial glimpse of like spirituality as a curiosity mm. Ooh, such a cool question uh definitely something I've been reflecting on I feel like I came into this life things were set up quite nicely <laughs> I feel like for me in this life to serve Um, so yeah, my parents are very spiritual. They practice a form of Hinduism, um, called city yoga. And so I was raised with the mantra playing at all times. Like I remember on Sundays, my parents would play the guru Gita three times before I could watch cartoons. (laughs) So it's like, it was always around and I definitely took it for granted. Like, absolutely. And in middle school, I resented it so much. Cause I lived in this small town. Um, and like, I'm like, why don't you go to church on Easter? Like everyone else, why are there all these people meditating in my living room on Wednesday nights and chanting? Like, I just want to have my friends over and watch TV. Like, why are you guys so weird? So I definitely resented it. And I push it away a, a lot. Like in high school, I would not even associate with it at all. And like, they would say a prayer at dinner and I would just not say it. I would just sit there and not say, yeah, I'm like, "Mm." so, so funny to look back at that, but I just didn't understand. Um, yeah. So I've always been around that. And I think just the frequency of my family and like, just when I was in the womb, like hearing that all the time, I think it's so interesting um, the energy that I was around and yeah, now that I'm well, okay. So how I got back into it for me, like discovering it myself, um, in a way that was meaningful, because even if your parents and your brothers are like, this is so cool, like try this out. It's not going to land unless you're ready for it. At least that was my experience. Um, but I went to Mexico, um, during COVID for my birthday and a lot of people didn't like that. A lot of my audience didn't enjoy that. And I got canceled like super hard. Um, yeah. In the proper, like 21st century way of, of persecution, which is actually really interesting. It's kind of a side note, but I've learned that in my past lives, I've been persecuted for my gifts and like all my lives. And then in this life, the thing that really made me awaken to my spirit, Mm -hmm. um, the consciousness is, being persecuted on social media. (laughs) So it's like, okay, this is how we're doing it these days. I guess Mm. I'm not like being, you know, tossed in a volcano or something, but (laughs) which is cool. That's an improvement. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a little more gentle. Um, yeah. So that, that was super intense and very extreme. Like all of my contracts were canceled. So I went from Mm. making like stable money to none within a week. Mm. Um, my home address was leaked and I got threatening letters sent to my house. Um, like my podcast reviews are tanked to one star, which is still, if you go on it now, it's still like that. So Mm. 
It was so very everyone intense. Everyone, go go read the pasta review. Yeah, <laughs> podcast. What's the name of your podcast again? Acting, Acting my, my age. age. Okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll put um, links for that in the show notes. Yeah, don't pay any mind to what everyone's saying on there. It's just how it is. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a time of like having hundreds and hundreds of people that I've never met or talked to mm. telling me that I'm a terrible person and telling me all these things like just cruel, cruel, cruel comments, like really getting in there. Um, and I kind of started to believe them for a little bit. I'm like, oh, I am a terrible person. Like I am shitty. I am all of these things. And it was, it was an awful feeling. And so I had to really, like, I felt like I was drowning in that, mm. like just forgetting who I was completely and just kind of drowning and definitely felt like the darkest time I've had in my life. And the meditating, meditating was the thing that was like keeping me somewhat afloat. And so I, I was clinging to that as like a life raft and that's what started it all. And then I went to a couple psychics and they told me incredible things <laughs> and that really opened me up. And then also started getting into psychedelics, like just experimenting and getting into that world and just really lifting off the, the covers <laughs> of what life could be. So yeah, it was for absolutely for a reason. Yeah, that's absolutely so for a reason. I want to dig in a little bit there. So I think it's in our lives, we we create oftentimes the first or first couple things we do are what we'd call ego constructs. So the business mm -hmm. you had built was based off of who you wanted to be and who you wanted other people to perceive you as. So mm -hmm. when people attacked that, it felt like I'm dying. Like, yes yeah I've created this and it's interesting that meditation was filling the role of connecting you sort of to the all mm. and just reminding you like you're so much more than that <laughs> like that's yeah. just one story you were telling of yeah. the all and then you kind of have this moment that like to be canceled like that has got to be super intense but when you realize oh I'm a lot of things mm -hmm. and so many of them are beautiful that they're just attacking something they perceive that's not even the truth first of all but then additionally mm -hmm. like is just a tiny piece of me mm -hmm. yeah oh, it doesn't hurt as bad okay hmm. yeah Interesting. absolutely absolutely that's so so true um sorry is this is that loud the no okay good there's a yard work going on um yeah it was that it, it's also given me a beautiful perspective of humanity right now and mm -hmm. society because it is like so so aggressive <laughs> so so aggressive and there's so much pain that doesn't have a place to be directed it feels like so it just comes out in like very aggressive word vomits online towards people that you've never met um and it's, it's given me a lot of clarity and purpose. It's like the, the comment, one of the main comments that stuck with me was your toxic positivity isn't going to work mm. anymore. And I'm like, Hmm, toxic positivity. <laughs> so that's been something that's actually been really nice. I'm like, positivity is my fucking superpower. Yeah. Yeah. That I want to shine all over everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's so like 
It's really, really interesting. Like the main feature I notice of pain is that it makes people very selfish. And mm -hmm. so by that, I don't mean that like they're actively trying to be selfish, but when you're in pain, you can only think about yourself and you can only think about how to stop the pain. So mm -hmm. what was probably so triggering for them about this was they felt trapped, alone, and scared. Mm -hmm. And then they saw you being not trapped, not alone, not scared. And so immediately it's like the pain arises. It's like too clear mm -hmm. of a mirror to what they're experiencing. And they're like, fuck. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's only two ways to handle the pain, either accept it as my own triggers, which is painful, or yep. yes. point it back and go, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that uh, is a really beautiful perspective because, you know, positivity is in short supply right now in general. Mm -hmm. And I, I run into this a little bit myself as someone who's generally very positive. I've even run into this with friends before where they've been like, Alex, you know, you just never share anything that's going wrong with you. And like, fair enough, because I've <laughs> been more closed emotionally in the past what I, than I would like to be. But also, like my parents told me that when I was a baby, I just like didn't cry, like almost mm -hmm. ever. <laughs> like, wow. I would cry when I got injured, you know, like <laughs> scrape my knee. Okay, I'd cry that, but like, I just wouldn't really cry. And so... <laughs> I, I spent a long time just kind of beating up that part of myself like well don't be so positive like don't be positive all the time like this is yeah one of the things that I give to people and all that's really being asked of me or you or anyone is just like be truthful if you're in the shit of it be in the shit of it but if <laughs> things are good give that too yeah yeah absolutely it's mm. something that I've tried to kind of like I felt wasn't a valid quality to have that was like useful for so long. I'm like, well, yeah, I always see the glasses half full. That's just how I am. But like, that's not helpful. Mm -hmm. We need people to be serious and like get in there and get in the shit. And like, obviously that is needed too. But now I'm, I'm realizing more and more, this is one of the divine roles I'm, I'm here to play is to be that like light of positivity. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what feels fucking good to me. Like when I'm, when I've tried to go and be something else, it does not work and it feels terrible and just doesn't doesn't resonate yeah yeah so you get canceled <laughs> and then you kind of bounce back and you realize like okay first of all they're canceling an ego construct second of all they're canceling their projection of me <laughs> so <laughs> whatever yeah so what was, the, what was the process back from that because it's really it's something that's really interesting me to me in these times first that someone can be canceled for essentially nothing like yeah really you see some people being canceled for the most inane bullshit or something they said when they were 15 or like whatever yeah that happened to me too <laughs> Fantastic. <My God>. yeah <laughs> two for one mm -hmm. so what was the path back from that like how we talked a little bit about the meditation the psychedelics and the seeing the psychics but sort of tactically how did you dig yourself back to buoyancy you know, being mm -hmm. someone who had created a business around being present online, being in front of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was very hard. And I was kind of like, is there anyone that I can look to for this? Mm -hmm. Like that has gone through this before that I can learn from, but that's not, it wasn't available. Right. Um, so the first thing was just like emergency kind of shelter in place is what it felt like. Mm -hmm. I just like deleted Instagram off my phone, mm -hmm. went dark for like a month. Mm -hmm. Um, not 
because I felt like I physically had to, like, I just couldn't for the longest time when I got a notification for Instagram that I got a comment, it was like a full body, like fight or flight reaction. I would get all shaky and like nauseous and yeah, it was very intense. Um, and so I just cleared that out of my, my mind. I tried not to be on my phone at all. Um, and just dove headfirst into studying, um, spiritual practices and reading so many books, listening to so many podcasts and just like cooking a lot, like using my hands and seeing how wonderful it is to have like a tangible thing that you did because for so long, everything that I did was just online in the ether. And I'm like, Mm. well, this is gone. So like, what can I do with my hands? Mm. Um, I'm going to bake a lot. (laughs) I would bake like all of the things. And that was really, that was really nice and satisfying. Um, and that also led me to join fit for service. It was like, I need a community. Um, cause I know it's out there and I I've listened to Aubrey's podcast for a while. And I'm like, this is, I know there's this community that speaks like this. <laughs> I can see it. I just am not in it yet. So it led me to join fit for service. Um, that was a little down the line though, but I would say like, yeah, surrounding myself with the people in my life that, that knew me. And I just hung out with my friends and family a lot. And we would just like, just fucking hang out, like talk and, you know, have a glass of wine and get in there. And it's, it really was important for me to have that reflection back. Cause I'm like, am I this, like, am I a bad person? Is this real? And they're like, no, dude, I've known you for 12 years. Like that is not the truth. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, so having that support was really, really, really important. And I just, kept thinking about like, if someone didn't have that in-person support, that would be so detrimental. Like the part that really was mind boggling is like seeing the pain that was inflicted. And like, there's no consideration of the consequences that could come after that. Like they went after my husband's company and tanked, tried to tank it with one star reviews and told his employees to quit. And we're sending them all these crazy things Mm. about my husband. And he's like, okay, so let's say for a second that worked and you did tank my company. And I have a lot of employees that have kids and now they don't have a job and they can't support their kids. Like there are consequences to these things. So that was pretty wild, but Yeah. yeah, coming back and just well, for one, realizing that I didn't want to be an influencer. That's not my sole purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not why I'm, why I'm on this earth. Um, and it never was. So just letting go of that like identity, like I'm going to be a viral hit and I'm going to have a million subscribers and like, I'm going to do this, this, and this online, like just letting go of that and realizing that was just something that I kind of fell into mm-hmm. and it wasn't actually true for me. So once I let go of that, like the thing now I'm like, well, you can't cancel someone who doesn't care (laughs) if they're canceled or not. Like I don't, I, my worth is not as tied up in their perception of me anymore, which feels good. Um, yeah. And finding this new, this new path of the in-person connection and one-on-one like yeah, facilitating a safe space and bringing that positivity, like that is more important than anything else that I could ever do. And way more important than any, anything that could 
potentially hold me back online. Like if I get a comment now, I'm like, mm, yeah, ouch, <laughs> like meh. But then I see this vision of what could be, and it's so much more powerful to me than yeah, I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> total sense. There's so many pieces there that I think are just like super fascinating. So first off, it's like, it's almost like, hey, thank you for canceling me. That yeah. woke me up. Oh yeah. I have a lot of gratitude for that <laughs> yeah. now. Which is hilarious. It's like, I think Thanks. Jordan Peterson said this once. It's slightly different, but it's so funny the way he put it. He's like, I don't think the people that are canceling me realize that every time they try to cancel me, it does me a service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're actually helping me. Right? So thank you. <laughs> so, and then I, one really interesting loop that it seems like you've completed around your purpose is that what the canceling woke you up to was that you really desired to be of impact in person where people could get to know you. Mm -hmm. And even like in the zoom circle that you're holding as well, like where people get a deeper chance to know you truly. So it's almost like the response to being canceled by people you don't know who mm -hmm. didn't engage with you deeply was to create a safe space in which <laughs> people could show up, really get to meet each other heart to heart and dig deeper mm. with each other. And it's like, ah, yeah, ah, <laughs> it all makes sense. Classic. Classic. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's, it's like, uh, doing four years of videos and comments and messaging with people and like answering Q and A's and things like four years of that, just compared to one in-person thing, it felt so much more impactful, so much more fulfilling. And it's just the energy to it. Like yeah, being with another person and feeling their energy rather than just seeing like a bunch of texts on a box in my hand. <laughs> like it's so, so different. Yeah. It's night and day. So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about as you've stepped into this role, facilitating the goddess circle, mm -hmm. what are some of the common things you see perhaps in attendees or in yourself that feel like primary needs that are being served because I mm. you know just to lay it out a little bit further for me running men's circles there's quite a few specific things I see where I'm like oh this is like the modern plight of men that they are mm -hmm. continually running up against mm -hmm. and so my curiosity is around like I wonder, I'm sure there are some pieces that are the same, but I'm sure there are also some pieces that are different. So kind of what do you see as like people are coming in and like every single person talked about this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, there is such an undercurrent, uh, the common undercurrent. The thing that I've noticed the most from just my own experience of what I want and need um, is that permission that whatever you're feeling is okay. Hmm. Like that's just the, such a big thing because there are so many sources that are saying otherwise. <laughs> so having that space where it's like anything that's coming up, like it is okay. Let it out, like cry, laugh, be angry. Just it's all good. Um, and we're not gonna judge you for it. Like the, the space that's just safe, truly safe. Um, and 
just the self-love is, is a big one, but in a much deeper way, because in some ways I think it's really cool and helpful that now on social media, it's trendy. Self-love is trendy, like hashtag self-care, um, you know, taking myself out for coffee and like getting my nails done and doing a face mask, whatever. Like, that's great. Um, it's helpful, but it's also like, it doesn't go beneath. (laughs) It's very, it feels very service level to me. And, um, the self-love that's like brave enough to just look in the mirror and be like, okay, what's going on here? Mm. Like, let's, let's meet this and see where I'm at. Um, that's super needed. I think, um, in the conversation, like it's okay to go there. It's scary, but we've, we've got you, you're not alone. Um, and once that's unleashed, it just feels the, the common comments I got afterward. Like, I feel like I have a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Cause it's so heavy. Like carrying that is so, so heavy. Um, and I think there is an aspect that I resonate with for being a woman. It's like, you just have to kind of, kind of carry it. And I'm sure men can relate to this too, but it's for me, it feels like there's only certain spaces where I can really let go and like cry in whatever, if it's a happy tear, sad tear, frustrated, there's only a few spaces where I'm like, I'm just going to let this fucking, actually it's the wild woman, like let Mm -hmm. this wild woman out, like whatever she needs in this moment, go, I'm going to go fucking crazy and like dance like a maniac, or I'm going to like yell or howl or whatever it is. There's very few spaces where I have felt safe enough to do that. And, um, without the judgment, that's a key piece for me, obviously on my path, (laughs) but yeah, providing that is so, so powerful and being in it too. Like each time that I witness someone just going there. It's, it's like a, it just makes me so excited. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Like unfurling and unfurling. Um, yeah. So powerful. So so powerful. (laughs) Such a gift. And I see all the time, you know, people, like you said, there's a lot of surface self-love practices, which can be beautiful and they could be impactful if somebody engaged with them truly. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's, let me more like ceremonially like really the intention behind it yeah often though i'm going to take care of myself today is an avoidance of what is true and to really love yourself you have to accept yourself Mm -hmm. and that means i've seen this over and over again in men's circles i'm sure you saw it in women's circle that sometimes accepting yourself is going i'm broken like i'm fucking broken right now i don't know what to do i don't know where i'm going I don't know how to get there. And Mm -hmm. that's you telling yourself to your point about the emotions, like this is okay. It's okay that I'm feeling this. Yeah. If you try to go take a bath and get your nails done when inside you're feeling I'm broken, Mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything to address the feeling I'm broken. And the gift of a circle is to be witnessed Mm -hmm. in that because when you Mm -hmm. get to be witnessed, man, force multiplier for how quickly you believe the truth of it's okay Mm -hmm. without the judgment yeah the thing now that you are saying that it just made me think one thing that I have noticed and I have also been working on is saying I'm sorry 
every, almost every woman, when they share, they're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like if it's going too long or they're crying or they're breaking down, it's like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's just in that space, like, it's okay. There's nothing to be sorry about. Yeah. Like we see you, you're safe, you're loved. Um, it's okay. Cause the, I'm sorry thing is so interesting. Kat and I were talking about it. Like if you're walking in a grocery store or for me, if I'm walking in the grocery store and like a man is walking towards me, just not paying attention on his phone, like about to bump into me. If he bumps into me, I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. Even though he he's the one that wasn't aware of what was going on. So it's that like reaction. Like, why am I apologizing for something that I don't need to be? (laughs) Yeah. It's one of the things I think a while back I claimed for myself and probably went a little bit too far on the pendulum because that's how I tend to use things. But <laughs> I, I made a commitment to myself. It's like, I'm only ever going to apologize if I'm truly fucking sorry. And by mm. sorry, I mean that there is a changed action or behavior that I am going to make based off of it. Wow. Otherwise, it's bullshit. Like, yeah. Someone bumps into me and starts, I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> about what? <laughs> and what yeah. am I going to do differently? Am I not going to go to the store anymore? Like, is there a real <laughs> apology yeah. there? Yeah. Versus like if I ran into some old woman and I like knock her groceries on the ground, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was not being aware. I should have seen you. I will be better than this. Like, okay, yeah. that's actual sorry. Yeah, yeah. To that point, people are so, men and women, I witness that same trait that you described of like emotion comes and then the apology for the emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's such a repatterning to realize that you're allowed to take up space and that you're allowed to have the truth mm, yeah, of there it experience. Is. It's like, oh, cool. This exists and I can have it and it's okay. Yeah. And I think even a level deeper, it's the realization eventually comes that like, oh, the things I'm going through can be medicine for everyone else around me. Cause I'm sure mm-hmm. one woman starts crying in the circle and five other women are like, I went through that exact same thing. Exactly. <sighs> Oh, yeah. I have permission. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's so powerful to see like when one person goes there, it just opens up the portal of it. like immediately the shares after that are just deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's that, that, uh, taking up space. That's the nail on the head. Like something that was so impactful for me and why I wanted to get into this work is like taking up space and being seen and it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, so cool. And I love just the energy, like feeling the energy of, of safety, safety and vulnerability, like it's palpable and, um, yeah, so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, as the goddess circle has developed, what do you think is the thing that you're most lit up about right now moving forward with it is it continued in-person events like what's really driving the fire for that really like mm, this is like mm. Mm. yeah um so the name that's so funny because I've been brainstorming a name because I just said goddess circle because I was mm. like I'm fucking doing it I'm not yeah. even like not gonna wait for force- yeah I'm not gonna wait for the name I'm just going for it and and I I want to have I'm brainstorming a name for like a a business a container that then underneath it can have like the coaching, the workshops, um, and the in-person events and stuff. And I would love to get to some in-person retreats. That's the, the ultimate vision is have in-person retreats. Um, I just had a really cool vision of it in, uh, 
Reiki healing the other day that I was doing. And it's like just this vision of all these women dancing in some type of yurt type of space feels like, and it was like slow motion, dancing, laughing, singing, just like pure expression, very wild. And that's the, the vision that's really lighting me up. Um, and the online, I'm going to continue to do the online, um, like seven week program. I'm just going to keep offering that, offering that and building out and a course that's just downloadable that people can do at their own, own speed. Um, and offering one-on-one coaching to, uh, different people that are interested. Cause I've done one session with each person in this online group. I have now I have almost 30 women in the group now. Mm. And, um, there's one one-on-one session. I'm like, this is so juicy, but we need another one. Like yeah. just one is I'm, I'm just starting to get to know you. So continuing that and, and building on that, but the one-on-ones and the in-person hmm. that space, feeling that energy is very, very exciting. And yeah, yeah, I would love to do a retreat and like bring in fit for service people and just expand and expand. And eventually like when we have a property, I would love to make some sick space on our property. That's just all for, for ceremony, for retreats, for like Sunday ecstatic dance, you know, whatever it is, but having that space. Yeah. Yeah. The retreats are so powerful because as I've facilitated quite a few at this point, the thing that I notice is you go a certain amount deep in just like an in-person circle and you can get really deep, but there's something about getting to connect with people and witness them in the in-between moments. Like when they just woke up, Mm -hmm. they're making their coffee and they're like kind of groggy and they're like a little grumpy. Yeah. Like, hi. (laughs) It humanizes so much Mm -hmm. and allows that container to go even deeper. um, than The space to connect one-on-one, like, oh, there's, you know, in between the activities. Cause that was one of the most powerful pieces for this last fit for service summit for me was the in-between, like the workshops were amazing, but it was the in-between moments that really, really impacted me and the people that I got to meet and talk to. Absolutely. Yeah. I find that over and over again. That's why I tell people, I'm like, stay with people. <laughs> Don't stay yeah. alone. Like if you do really need to stay alone, that's okay. But choose to be around people because there are just those moments where you, I don't know. I, I say, I feel like a broken record saying it, but getting to witness the people in their humanness allows you permission to then feel that you're okay. And that Mm. is like, if I could give that to people in a pill, I'd be rich immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Like I shared a bathroom with Kat in the house and just that was like so cute she'd pop in and like open door she's like good morning we're like in our pjs and she would come in and hop in bed with me and be like Doo-doo-doo. like it's just it's so adorable and we're just sleepy and like yeah i love that <laughs> so what do you feel like has been most present for you as you've navigated let's say this past six months let's say past six months that has been perhaps your biggest challenge or just biggest area of growth? What has that been around? Hmm. I would say the first thing that comes to mind is using my voice, Hmm. speaking my truth specifically, Um, because the thing that I always noticed was my throat would just close up like my whole childhood. And 
in any tense conversation, like any type of confrontation, even if it was with complete love with my family or husband or anything, like my throat would just close and I couldn't get any words out. And I would just immediately start crying. And like, I'm like, I have so much to say, but I physically can't say it. Mm. And that was very frustrating. And I didn't understand where that came from. Um, and the first night of the summit, well, it wasn't even, it was before that the water house all got together and we were, um, hanging out and getting to know each other. And we went around the circle and shared what we were hoping to receive from the summit. And <laughs> I look back at it and it's just so I'm like, God, this, this growth is going so fast. Like it's crazy to look at how much has happened in such a short amount of time. But I went, it came around to my turn to share. And I was like, <laughs> hi, my name is Rohini <laughs> and I'm here hoping to receive permission <laughs> and I just started bawling and I was like I, I have so much love to give but I'm just scared <laughs> and I just was like gone like bawling yeah. and and then everyone just came over and I hadn't even like met them they just started mm -hmm. hugging me and like washing me in love and I was just like <laughs> bawling and it was that same thing like my throat just closed up and I was like I feel so safe right now but I still can't speak like mm -hmm. why and I've always been able to speak like on a mic by myself or mm. to the camera or whatever. So that was really interesting. And then by the, after the competition and all of the things that transpired, um, I felt, I'm like, oh my God, this is different. Like I can mm. feel that the, the block is not there. And I just had a Reiki session. She was like, wow, you're very unblocked right now. Like this is a mm. big difference. So that is so, so, so cool. Um, yeah. Being able to use my voice and when I like, before I facilitate, I'm like, may I, may my heart open and flow freely through my throat. Like, may I be a vessel for the divine and it just feels so good. So that's, that's a big one. And everything that comes with that in this modern age of being online, speaking my truth when it is not the, uh, popular opinion, I suppose, yeah. like that's been unfolding and unfolding. Just last week, I posted something, um, against like some local mandates mm. And, uh, yeah, people were not happy. And I just, it was, a, it was cool to see the difference in my body. Like I didn't have that fight or flight reaction. I just mm -hmm. kind of like whatever energy was there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to dance. I'm going to go work out. Like, I'm just going to move this through. And like, I am rooted in this. This is what I believe. And that's okay. And like, I lost a thousand followers in the last week. I'm like, that's cool. Like, sweet. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> those weren't my people. Yeah. Those weren't my, that. Yeah, that's the the quote. I think uh, Caitlin just talked about it. Like when you speak your truth, it's for the best possible outcome. Hmm. Like that's that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's a filter. It runs across your audience and people you know, and people experience this even as they are in the process of coming home to themselves. That there's gonna be friends that you thought were like, "This is my bestie," and then they're not a friend anymore. And it's mm -hmm. not like oh, they're evil or what's wrong with them, but it's just wasn't yeah. a fit and that's okay. Yeah. They're just Frequency. Filtering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's beautiful and it's instructive for everyone listening that every time we speak our truth and we're received negatively, if we internalize the negativity that creates the blockage. Mm -hmm. then you've told yourself, ooh, not safe to speak. But when you have the correct containers, people around you, so you post something and maybe it's a little controversial, 
but you have the support system now to go like you're good girl Mm -hmm. fucking don't worry about that yeah which was so cool I did that in the app yeah (laughs) then you teach yourself you're like I spoke my truth now I'm speaking a secondary truth which I could use simple some support right now Mm -hmm. ah okay safe yeah I'm still alive (laughs) allowed allowed yeah yeah exactly allowed Mm -hmm. yeah and that was a cool moment too uh kind of an aside but in the in-person circle I had one of the women who was sharing the thing that she was working on was speaking her truth using her voice and the same thing her throat seized up and she started crying and she couldn't finish her sentence and I went up to her after and I was like this is exactly like you do not know how hard I resonate with this like I've Mm. been there and we were just talking and I was sharing my experience and it was just this recognition she was like you could just see Mm. it was the same exact frequency of what we were both experiencing and I was like telling her some things and she just released and was just crying and crying and and I was hugging her and it was it was so beautiful I'm like Mm. fuck this is so magical like we're never alone you know, there's always someone else going through the same thing or similar. And it's just putting yourself in that space where you are not alone is key. You have to choose that. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be easy to just burrow your head and go into isolation mode and go, eh, whatever. I'll not talk to anyone. Yeah. I got this. Way. I can do this myself. <laughs> just me. Cause that's yeah. how humans exist. Yeah. <laughs> On their own, across time. Hmm. Yeah. We don't need another person to like even exist, <laughs> even though that's how we were made. But <laughs> what do you think uh, originally, and of course it'll be 400 things throughout your life, but what do you think really caused the constriction or contraction in the first place? Do you have any intuitions about like, this mm-hmm. is what kind of made me, oh. Yeah. Ooh, such a deep question. Um, I do, I, I believe strongly in past lives and they're very present for me. Um, and I do believe that was part of it. Like just being persecuted for sharing my gifts, that same thing. Um, this, the fear, cause I've always had this irrational fear Mm. of someone or something coming out to get me. Like Mm. when I would go up the stairs, I would always think that someone's going to grab my ankle and pull me down. Like I'd be so scared all the time. Like I never had any reason to be like, nothing happened to me. Luckily, I don't have any trauma in my life that explains that. Like when I'm walking in a dark parking garage, I'm like, someone's going to fucking get me. Like I always have that feeling. And so I do definitely think there is past life, um, energy, which I'm like, working through and I'm doing some regressions and things. Um, just being aware of that is also super powerful, but yeah, also a lot of it, I think is seeing my, my mom not using her voice. Mm -hmm. I think that is something, um, yeah, super present and like not, not speaking her needs when, she she could have and just saying silent and like you can see the energy just like sitting in her and uh yeah that was that that was modeled to me my whole childhood um and learning that it's okay and now it's cool because I can share these things with her I'm like mom like if that upset you it's okay like just yeah. we can talk about it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love that insight so children are just like they pick so much up through osmosis and just being near their parent and not mm-hmm. the words spoken, but just the energy behind them or the lack thereof. And 
it's something I've seen over and over again in my own life as I unpack my unique traits. I'm like, oh, this came from there. Mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense okay yeah. cool connecting the dots <laughs> yeah and you get the gift of like you said un unpatterning that pattern and then sharing the light back with that caregiver and that is mm-hmm. like ah yeah ah. it does feel like that it's like okay stopping a cycle like doesn't mm-hmm. need to keep going mm-hmm. which is really powerful yeah so what do you think uh the last question here as we get towards the end when you look years into the future or a year into the future, what's the vision you see? What's the thing that you're like, that, that's my aim. And it could be feelings. It could be literal physical circumstance. What are the things that you feel aimed at? Mm, ooh, I love this question. Ah, um, the feeling is just like unfurl. That's the word that keeps mm popping my head, like just unfurl, 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 like my Mm -hmm. wings, my power, my magic, all of that, like Mm -hmm. more and more and more just like uninhibited in the love that I can share and bring to the world. Like that's Mm -hmm. truly what I just want. (laughs) Like, I, I, I hope that I will get to a place where, yeah, it's just unstoppable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah, going really deep. I always thought it's so interesting. I've, I've been married I've been with my husband. Um, we met when I was 15 Mm. and I always have wanted to be a mom. And that's something I've been focused on. Like this whole time, like we're going to have kids this year. And the plan was to start trying this year. And now I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) For the last like five years. I'm like, this is it. Like, I want to be a mom Mm. so bad right now. Like I'm ready. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I do think I could be a great mom right now, but there's so much that I want to do first. Mm. And just having that is such a big shift. And like, we were going to buy property and start building and have a farm this year. And now at the end of this lease, we're going to go travel <laughs> mm-hmm. and be nomads and put all our stuff in storage and just go, oops, and go experience. And like, we're going to go hang out in Austin for a while and be around community and like, go live in Mexico, go live in Guatemala. So just, it really feels like this is a beautiful chapter for me of like tasting life's sweetness, like very, very vividly and, um, having the space to just go super deep. And like, that's what I want. Like I am actually, uh, going to go sit with ayahuasca for the first time in December in Peru. And I'm doing a two week master plant dieta. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be quite intense, I imagine. And, I'm just ready. Like, yeah, things, all the layers, any layers that are available to be shed at this moment. Like I'm, I'm ready. I want, I want to do that work. I love that. Yeah. It is like, it's a gift to spend some time just discovering new edges of your consciousness in whatever format that takes, whether that's travel or Mm -hmm. medicine or just time in eternal the more we do that the bigger the gifts we bring to the world and to our children someday so it's a special yeah. thing to get to engage with for sure yeah exactly and then like the future after that i would love to have a space um on a property a beautiful property in in nature that i can host people and do retreats and ceremonies and um 
and still also have the freedom to explore the world. <laughs> yeah. So the follow-up question to that that I like to ask is, if you had to think about what would stand in the way of that vision, whether it's pieces of yourself or external circumstances, what are those things and how would you deal with them? Mm. <laughs> um, it, I think it is that fear of judgment from others. Mm. Um, that is the thing that I'm like, I still feel present. It's gone, it's diminished a lot, mm. but it's still present. And it's like, just shedding that layer. Like I, it's okay. If my hometown people think I'm a wacko, like that's fine. <laughs> it's okay. If my family members are wondering what the hell I'm doing, like, it's fine. It's fine. Just like releasing that it's okay to just exist as I want to be and be in my truth. And like, I don't need, it's that pleasing, like the, the wanting to be liked, wanting to be yeah, liked is the thing that would probably stand in my way but I am determined for it not to <laughs> I believe it I'm <laughs> confident in your abilities if you had to say one thing to that part of yourself and you know to those listening who maybe just perhaps might have that part as well <laughs> that wants to be like that's scared of judgment what would you tell it what would be the words if it was a coaching client and they're like I'm terrified of being judged what would you tell them Ah, so good. Um, I would say that you are the only person who can bring this unique medicine into the world. And if you do not go for it as like passionately and wildly as you can, then the world will never receive it and it, it won't, it won't exist. No one else can do it for you. <laughs> so go forth. <laughs> Sally forth, young child. <laughs> Ride into the night. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I love perfect. that. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Where are the best places to check out your stuff? Now, we already talked about, listen, motherfuckers, you're listening to this <laughs> podcast. You're going to go leave a positive review mm, on Rohini's podcast. <laughs> Not if you want. I will find <laughs> I will cancel you, the listener. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where else can they find you? Um, yeah, my Instagram is at Rohini Elise, and I'll be launching this new website business soon, um, within the next month. So keep an eye out for that. Um, my podcast is acting my age podcast, do episodes every week. Um, I just had Alex on, so he'll be on soon having a lot of cool guests from fit for service and just chatting, get real deep on there. And yeah, those are probably the best. I post my writing on Instagram a lot and not really on YouTube these days. Don't, don't care to be. <laughs> so yeah, those are the best spots. Awesome. What is a final thought? If you wanted to let everyone listening know one thing that feels impactful that you like want to share or that feels present or just an insight of any type, mm. what would you share? Uh, the thing that's been very present for me that is just like circling in my head nonstop is the idea that like you are just as perfect as the butterfly. Mm. You're just as perfect as the tree or the mountain or the, the lake mm. or the clouds. Like that is the same energy. So whenever we are feeling down about ourselves or comparing ourselves with something else, it's like, we wouldn't look at a butterfly 
and be like, ah, that wing is a little bit like crooked on that side, not quite symmetrical. Like that's not even a great blue, like not even cool, not impressed. <laughs> like we wouldn't, we wouldn't say that. So remembering that we are created in that same perfection is just super powerful. And that's something I like to say to people all the time. It's like, you're a fucking butterfly. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that would be it. Well, thank you so much for being on. I enjoyed mm. having you and being on your podcast as well. So I Ooh, thank you. you so much. This was so, so fun. It's, it's really nice to be on another person's pod. I love these questions so much to think about. Absolutely. And that is it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed this one. I certainly enjoyed recording it. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, you can also go check out Rohini's podcast, Acting My Age, and check out my interview with her on that uh, show where you actually get to hear me be interviewed for once, which is novel in and of itself. As always, the best way you can support the podcast is to share it with a friend and to leave a review on iTunes. This helps grow the show, helps people learn about it, helps people get the info that's on here. So if you liked this one, if you found it impactful, share it out with a friend. I also super appreciate when people share it on Instagram in their stories and tag me at Alexander Diesel. That lets me know what you thought of the episode and gets us a chance to have a fun little interaction there too. You can always find me on my website, www.throughtheveil.co. It has all of my coaching packages and all of my different offerings on there. And you can find Rohini either on Instagram or at her website, both of which are linked in the description of the show. So go check her stuff out. And like I said, go check out her podcast, Acting My Age. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this one. And I will talk to you all soon.